Welcome to the Building Wealth Through Commercial Real Estate Podcast, where we will discuss with industry experts on how to create wealth and build passive income from apartment buildings, self-storage, mobile home parks, and much more. Here is your host, Jonathan Way. Welcome to the Building Wealth Through Commercial Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Way, and I'm the founder of Grayson Capital Group, my investment firm. If you're interested in passively investing with us, please visit graystonecapgroup.com and join our investor network. Okay, and now on to the show. Hello, Sam. Welcome to the show. Sam? Hey, Jonathan. Thanks for having me. Yeah, great, great. Sam is an active investor in self-storage, parking, multifamily apartments, RV parking, and single-family homes. He's the host of How to Scale Commercial Real Estate Podcast. We interview real estate experts to give listeners tips, tools, and tricks to scale the investment portfolio. Well, that's great, Sam. That's, uh, that's a wonderful um, background you have. Oh, thanks, Jonathan. I appreciate it. Real estate's been a lot of fun. Great. So let's just um, find out how did you um, study your journey in um, commercial real estate? Yeah, uh, I owned, uh, keep, I'll keep it simple, but I owned a business up in Indiana and then we had sold that. My wife and I headed south and I really didn't know what to do next in life. And so after, um, you know, checking out a lot of different possibilities. One morning I was just sitting at my computer and this was in 2013. And back then in Tennessee, certain attorneys would list their foreclosure auctions on their own personal attorney's website. And then sometimes they would even give the opening bid price. And as fate would have it, I happened to be, and I hadn't even considered going into real estate, but as I was reading through uh, this attorney's website and looking at their foreclosures, I happened to see that they had an auction coming up that morning in about two hours and I happened to see the house was a couple miles from me so I thought well what the heck why not go look at the house so I went and looked at the house and I did some quick kind of analysis on the price of the house I'm like well that's a good a good price for the property I went and looked at the house and it was uh, vacant had been abandoned for a long time short story we bought it at the at the auction two hours later um, and that really was what and, I, and I, you know, it was a fix and flip property so I flipped the property and said gosh I just made a pile of money on that I can keep doing this. And so that was really my entrance into, so I knew nothing. I, I knew absolutely nothing about real estate before I bought that house uh, that morning, but uh, that was my entrance into real estate. And from there, wow, it's been, that's a... you know, grown, uh, grown to where we are today. Wow. Great. Excellent. Excellent. And how did you, um, I guess, learn, or was it just to trial and fire that you learned? Yeah. And, and I, and, and the company I owned was in the trades. So I already had a fundamental understanding of building and construction. And so when I went into this, I already kind of knew what a good house was or what a bad house was uh, just by, you know, a quick cursory glance. I can tell you, you know, what it's made of, you know, wh what the foundation's like and, and really give a, a pretty solid, pretty solid uh, analysis on what the property is. So, yeah, how did I educate myself? I mean, after that, it was really just going to auctions. I mean, you can okay. learn a ton from people by going to auctions and, um, you know, just talking to the people there on the ground, asking them questions. What are you buying? What do you see? How does this work? I, didn't, I mean, I, I didn't understand chain of title. I didn't understand, you know, how um, the difference between a warranty deed and a deed of trust. I didn't understand, you know, depending on your state, you know, of course that can, that can change too, but I didn't understand anything about it. And I think really just by doing it and by talking to the people in it, and, you know, for me, again, early out, early on, I just learned by going to auctions and I went to tons and tons of auctions and never bought anything, but I talked to everybody there and talked to bankers. I talked to title companies. I talked to, and every time we had a closing, I'd learn something new. So oh, interesting. 
Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't read the purple Bible, uh, the, uh, you know, rich dad, poor dad till probably 2017, maybe. So four okay. years later, I figured out there's a, there's a purple book that you read that people go, Oh, that, you know, turns everybody on to real estate. So, you know, that's, oh. uh, that's kind of how I educated myself. Okay. So in 2013, you started your journey into fix and flip and went to auctions to buy, um, buy the homes. Yeah, that's exactly right. And when did you get into, I guess, the large commercial, like multifamily apartment buildings? Yeah, so it was 2018 when I really, really burned out on fix and flip and on rental property. And by 2018, I had, you know, done every creative financing strategy there is out there from, uh, you know, taking down property subject to, to creating notes, to, um, you know, fix and flip to just straight out rental properties and use bank financing. I mean, I've done kind of everything on the single family side that people do. And I just realized that I was one, I was bored, uh, which even though we were making money, I was bored. And so anytime you're bored, it's like, well, I got to look for something else to do. And also I realized that it wasn't scalable. And mm-hmm. so I had to look to an asset class that was more scalable. I'm sorry, excuse me for a second. And that is what um, turned me on to commercial. It's actually at a, at a, I went to a conference with a specific goal of finding out what my next asset class was. And that's when I discovered parking, which that's, that was an interesting run all the way until March of last year. Uh, And parking kind of ticked all the boxes. It was like, well, you know, you buy a parking, you buy a parking lot, it's scalable. You bring in an operator, they run the lot. My phone isn't ringing. Uh, We had guaranteed leases. So we knew exactly what we were making every month. There was no toilets, no tenants, no termites, the three T's everyone hates. And, uh, you know, it, it just kind of ticked the boxes of, of, of a very scalable asset class. And so it was in 2018 that I started buying in the commercial sector and really haven't looked back since then. Okay, great. Wonderful. Parking. So yours is very unique. It's a very unique background because you did, you did auction, did fix and flip, which is similar to my mentor. He did fix and flip. Uh and then he went to multifamily because it's more scalable and he stuck to multifamily. But for you, you found a beautiful parking lot and you felt it was really nice. You, you can, you know, scale that parking lot basically. Right. Right. And yeah, and you could. And, and so I came alongside a hired, a, not hired, but, but I went along, I learned the parking business from somebody else in the parking business. I went to them kind of the same way I did auctions. And I said, Hey, um, you know, I want to learn your business. I want to learn what you do how can I learn from you? And it took me probably three to five months of hounding this person saying, Hey, how do I learn from you? How do I learn from you? What can I do to get involved in the parking industry? Cause I don't know anything about it. And there's no books out there. You can read about it. It's not like there's yeah. a, you know, how to, how to get, how to become a parking uh, lot owner. There's just not a good book for that. And yeah. um, eventually just said, Hey, here's you come, come to my city. I'll show you how to find the assets. And then you know, you can go out to different cities and locate the assets. And when you find them, we'll take them down together. I said, oh, okay. okay. That's a deal. That's, that's a deal. That's interesting. That's, yeah, because yeah. we want something in as well, too. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I was happy to do that. I mean, I'm happy to happy to go out and do all, the, do all the boots on the ground legwork and then have somebody else as a backstop to call and say, hey, is this a good deal? Why does this make sense? Why does it not? What can we do with this? How do we turn, how do we turn a profit out of this? Or do we run? You know, those are good. And there were lots of those conversations too. It was like, man, just run. This is, okay. this is a terrible deal. And here's why. Oh, okay. So okay. this is, these are the typical Edison fast parking lot, like those type of parking lot you're saying referring to Edison. What, what do you mean by Edison? I'm sorry. I don't uh, understand. There's, there's name of a company in New York city. I used to park or Edison park or Edison fastening. There's one of those 
big like is are you from those parking lots where you could just park your car in the city and yep. you charge a fee those okay yep that's exactly okay. it that's exactly it somebody owns those and and for the right assets those are nice little gold mines yes yes because i know on certain holidays too there's a lot of peak demand you charge a little more money for holidays and that 100 percent. yeah you can do you can do dynamic pricing based upon events uh you know night and weekend traffic uh, yeah lots of different ways to monetize it yeah so yeah it's, and, what, uh, and what's always surprising was the tax is very high in new york city right it's like 23 cents of taxes this is parking i'm like wow this is crazy taxes here in new york city so mm-hmm. okay so okay great great so did you um did you get into multifamily as well or no yeah, we did. Actually, we closed our first multifamily property uh, just maybe, gosh, two months ago. Uh, okay. So we closed a, a great deal in Winston-Salem here a couple months ago with some partners. Uh, and that and that really, and that's where the, the, the journey continues is up until March of last year, when is, if anybody was paying attention, um, you know, parking took it on the chin. It, it, and it, normally it's a fairly recession resistant asset class, but it's not pandemic resistant. Um, you know, everybody stayed home. So who's going to ball ball games? Who's going to night and you know night and weekends on the town? Who was going? Even even your most um, resilient parking assets, which is you know courthouse and jail traffic, was way down because all the courts went to you know Zoom, and your jail traffic got you know which your your county jail traffic. If you can own a court or own a service lot next to a county jail, I mean I hate to say it, but they're great assets to own because they they turn over all the time. Somebody yes. goes in, they're there for an hour, they leave, they pay 10 bucks, and then somebody else comes in. So you can, you know, you turn the same space three, four times a day. Yes. Uh, and even that when, when, you know, very, very uh, took it, took it, you know, really hard last year. And so what we've seen is that net operating incomes decreased to a point where it didn't make sense, but yet sellers retained or, or still wanted the same asking prices for the assets. And so okay. with that, we just couldn't underwrite them. And we really haven't seen, there's certain markets that I think are worth paying attention to now, but we haven't seen on a wide scale that demand come back yet. Yeah, yeah, it's not yet, not yet. Um, but that's very interesting. You said that it's it's COVID impacted because it's more like a commercial parking space where you go to retail games or you go to somewhere to go in the city and it's very tight. You need parking space. That's very interesting. Right. And again, I'm not saying I'm not saying that there's not opportunity out there. It just it, it, it to us it just became so hard that it was like well you know this is just not the time so we rebranded and you know pivoted once again into into some other asset classes so okay. multifamily okay. boat and rv storage um you know i've got passive investments around the country in a lot of different asset classes um okay. but you know so that's uh that's kind of where we are today okay great great wonderful wonderful background um well that's great you now you get the multifamily and now you kind of understand are you were you the sponsor gp or were you the lp passive investor general partner as a passive investor so as a limited partner i've got um we've got some storage out in uh, washington state i've got an rv park in texas uh i've got multifamily in colorado and it's an active investor right now we've got a boat and rv storage uh that we're building up in missouri on on a very on the largest reservoir in missouri so building some boat and rv storage up there uh, and then also as an active investor in uh, this apartment complex, we just took down and constantly looking at new deals and new opportunities. I mean, there's some there's some mixed use stuff we're looking at here in Memphis, some mixed use retail, uh, always, you know, looking, of course, here in Memphis, you know, industrial is incredibly hot. So that's uh, that's something else that we've got our eyes on right now that, that um, 
you know, really just opportunistic in what we want to take down. Okay. Um, well, that's very interesting, Sam. That's good. That's good. Because you just, you could be in different asset classes and that's great. Some people only stick to one, one item and they focus on that one item. So. And, and there's something to be said for that, you know, for us and for me, our, our goal is to really one, be diversified. And secondly, to find key operators, you know, if I'm not the active uh, or, the, or the key principal or the active, active, um, you know, deal sponsor, maybe, maybe we're coming to the table and bringing some of our industry contacts, uh, bringing some capital to the table, as well as, you know, a, a wealth of experience that we can come and help guide the assets, but maybe we're not every day in the day-to-day on the yes. act management of it. So yes. it's, um, yes. you know, that, that's kind of where I want to be. And that allows us again to diversify around the country without, um, without necessarily burdening us with the administrative duties of day-to-day operations. Yes, I do that too with my partners in self-storage and other items. And today he was at an auction. He called me today during my meeting and said, hey, only two people are here today. Are you, I want to, you know, do this deal. And I said, well, I have one right now. So I need to do one at a time. <laughs> I said, take one at a time. And if not, I'll come here to the other deal. So right. my partner, he called me today. So yep, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Great, great. So I guess, um, what advice would you give our listeners that to hear about your journey? You know, it depends on, depends on what you want to do. I mean, if you're, I guess if you're, if you're just starting out and you want to be an active investor, uh, I would say, you know, go, go, in keeping with the podcast that I host, which is called How to Scale Commercial Real Estate, you know, go bigger sooner. I think, I think one of the things that people assume is that going smaller is easier and or safer. Uh, and I think that's maybe, uh, there, there might be some truth scattered in there, but it certainly isn't the way to scale quickly. And it also is, is, is it's just as much work to do a small deal as it is a large one. I've got yes. uh, somebody actually inside of my own family right now that's working on a, on a pro- project and they've come to me saying, hey, can you help us get our financing secured? Because they don't have the industry contacts I do. And so I'm helping them work their way through this. But I'll tell you, I've put more work into helping them get this, I don't know what it is, $550,000 line uh, of credit basically set up for financing a sm- uh, like a three unit uh, single family, three, three single family houses, all side by side. They're splitting the land. They're doing some creative stuff with it. It's been as much work to get that $550,000 secured as it was to get $10 million secured for an apartment complex. We just closed. Yeah. I mean, yes. and, it, and it's like, wait, this is, this is the same. And, and if not more work, why yes. are we monkeying with this? So go bigger sooner. That would, that would be my one piece of advice. Yeah, I agree. I have one guy who I really admire here in Dallas. He says, go bigger and go faster. And don't do it alone. Do it in a team, and you will you will get there fast, basically. Right. That's exactly right. Yes. So I know that's how he mentors his students as well. Well, yep. great, wonderful. And um, okay, so how people can reach out to you, Sam? Yeah, I mean, so there's you can go to you can go to our website, which is brickinvestmentgroup.com. That's B-R-I-C-K-E-N investmentgroup.com. We've got some great downloads on there. The one 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 I would recommend would be how to vet a deal in ten minutes. So if you go to brickandinvestmentgroup.com forward slash checklist, there's an awesome checklist that I've developed that really uh, having spent many years reviewing loads of deals and spending too much time probably on the ones that didn't make sense for me, I had to come up with a way to vet them quickly such that I could say, hey, you know, pursue further or that goes in the round filing bin because it's just not a deal that doesn't, it doesn't meet my criteria. So if you go to brickandinvestmentgroup.com forward slash checklist, there's a free download there. You can obviously always reach out to me, Sam at brickandinvestmentgroup.com. 
Uh, both of those are great ways to find me. Great. Awesome. Thank you very much, Sam. Thank you, Thank you so much, Jonathan. Thanks for listening. For more information, you can find us online at www.graystonecapgroup.com. Check back weekly for new episodes. See you again next time.